Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Today, we're going to discover how to stand in our goddess power, and I am pumped. Cecile Peterkin is here today to get us motivated and ready to build the careers and lives of our dreams. As an entrepreneur, determined leader, career coach, author, mentor, board member, volunteer, and philanthropist, Cecile certainly has it going on. So let's dive in. Welcome, Cecile. Thank you. It's lovely being here this evening. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, So as a founder of Cosmic Coaching, you focused your coaching practice on mid-managers and professionals. And then you evolved into focusing your coaching on women uh, with your latest venture, the Leadership Coaching Center for Women, which I love. Um, Can you start off by maybe telling us the number one concern you hear from women when they start their journey with you? Oh, and that's the reason why I pivot to um, leadership cobalt in the process. The website is almost done. Yeah. Um, it's because what I found with women were that, um, to be honest, they just didn't stand in their power. Mm. They didn't realize what they had. Um, they played very small. They stood back instead of move forward. Mm-hmm. And part of it, what I had found was t- also, too, it was also in their communication style. Okay. Um, I just find when women are communicating and especially if the funny thing is women together can move mountain. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. If you want to get things done, put a whole bunch of women around a table. Yeah. And even though we'll have different personalities, you know, because the thing about it is well too, masculine energy. Some women mm. have masculine energy, some have feminine energy. But when right. they're at the table, they're, for some reason, they get along because they just focus on the common goal. Right. However, when you put men, when you put women in a room with men, especially at a board table, uh, what they just downplay mm. what their thoughts are. Naturally, so it's almost like an instinct, which is strange. Yes, it is. You'll yeah. find women going, well, I'm not sure, but I am thinking. Mm. And it's just right. It's like going back to like being a child. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. they do have things to say and it's like no you've got to speak up because the moment you start qualifying something you have lost everybody right. and I'll use that as an example on myself I'd say trust me I'm a woman but whenever a woman opens her mouth and starts saying that they have lost me mm. to say I'm just keep saying like speed it out because a lot of times they'll say you know what I mean and say, right. no I don't know what you mean speak up because they do have that in them Right. But for some reason, they're just afraid. So I always say, does that, does that make sense? Like, I find oh, myself yeah, doing that all the time. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course it makes sense, because if yes. you didn't, you would never but open your mouth and speak it. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, right. It's just little things like that we do, and we want to be yeah. taken seriously. We mm. do want to be taken seriously, because we have things to say, but for some reason, no, I do know the reason. Okay. And part of the reason why I, and I just thought of this, as I mentioned earlier, by doing um, International Women's Day talk, yes. breaking the bias, 
And when I was preparing my talk, what I realized was, hmm, it started from puberty. When, when, yeah, I, cause I, I'm thinking back to when I was, grant you, when I hit puberty, I was still a tomboy, so it didn't really affect me. (laughs) But when when I thought about it, I realized when you get to a certain age and it was around, around age 11, cause that's the start to your tween, I believe. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, you know, the body started changing a little bit and the boys started noticing. So now you start a little sillier and not as smart as you were before that's right. my that's my thinking interesting and it's yeah, that's yeah and it because i'm thinking wait a second you know girls tend to be i'm not saying boys are dumb this is not a different dumber oh no no no, no. it's, it's not just, downplaying men no no man. not at all it's just that they are just more focused and they are smarter, but for some reason, and I just think that's the part because I'm just thinking back to even when I was in high school and then you notice the girls where they suddenly get a little bit giddier in grade nine. And yeah. And I think like the hormonal stage starts coming in. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And survey has also shown that same sex schools, the girls really excel. Mm. Interesting. Yes. So there's something there. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't want to be smarter than the boys. Right. For, yeah. And that's a, that's a cultural thing that we're taught. So yes. hormonally, our bodies start changing and that becomes very tough emotionally and physically and all of these things. And you're trying to get control over everything that's going on in your mind and body changing. And then I think culture and what we're taught lays on top of that just creates this (laughs) challenge for women. Exactly. It's like women are always standing back. Right. You know, and as you mentioned about the goddess, the Mm. person that taught me that you'd never guess my dad. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, I love, oh, I love that though. I love that. My dad, he he had two girls, right? So of course we're going to be goddess and we're going to be the smartest thing. That's right. right. Yeah. So he always told us that women are the smarter of the two, but we constantly give away our power. You know, growing up, of course you'd listen and you'd feel good about it. And you know, that's great. But the older I became, I realized what he's saying is true. So Mm. I started doing research on goddess and what it meant years ago. And yeah, like they were seen as a superior power. And why as well, too, is because um, one day, that's where Mother Nature come into play as well, too. Because how it seemed back then, it was they are responsible for finding the food. They're also the ones that um, bring the children into the world. Right. Yeah. So they were seen as a very powerful, powerful provider. It's a, exactly, exactly. When did that and they, switch? That's very interesting. It is. <laughs> and also, it is their intuitive abilities as well. Yeah, yeah. And there, there are just so many things why they were, and their emotions, because women can go from crying to laughter to joy mm. to everything in like seconds. Yes. And the camaraderie. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. As a job of a hat, True. we can cry. Yes, yes. I had a friend and he used to say that they should pay his sister to cry. Because <laughs> he cries for everything. Oh. But that's what it was all about. It was like our emotions, which we play it down now. Our right. intuitiveness, we play all the things that made us powerful, we play it down. So, and, yeah. 
when it comes to learning how to stand in our power, what are some of the steps that we can do? It's, to do that? And the basic one is just show up, show okay. up, find who you are, figure yeah. out your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, also figure out what do you want to do in life? What's your purpose? Right. Why are you here? And what do you really want to do? Because the moment you embrace what you want to do, mm-hmm. that's it. Like it's easier for you to go ahead because you're not pretending to be someone else. So that's your right. authentic self. And it's how we communicate. Like we were talking about, you know, I'm not sure. Or does that make sense? And like I, <laughs> yeah. said to my niece, yeah, I said to my niece, stop saying like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those and, filler and, words that we throw right. in. Right. And yeah. you know, you know what I mean, right? Like, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. Use the words. Explain <laughs> it to me Explain so that I don't have to me. guess. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even how we approach when we walk into a room. Yeah. Right. And again, I'm going to just use uh, men. When you're networking and men walk into a room, do you ever see a man slinking into a corner? No, never. Well, wow. I mean, I can't say never because there are some introverted men that would, would do but that. But it would generalization. Right. They don't, yeah, they don't slink. They just come quietly. They still don't slink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because introvert doesn't mean that um, they can't represent themselves. It's just true, that true. being in a crowd drains their energy. Yes. Right? So they, they know yeah. how to maneuver it. But no, and we'll go somewhere because, and again, I, I, women tend to, Hmm, how could I say it now? Um, <laughs> we are more community-based. Right. So, so when we go somewhere, we like to know people so we can gravitate instead of work in the room. We know friends are there that we can talk to. It's like a support, so, a comfort thing yes, that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Do you so find we're more, we're more likely to be people-pleasers and, and looking Exa- for that? that. And that's um, a good point. That's exactly what it is, is yeah. pleasing people. So we we'll okay. always go somewhere that we know people. So when I am actually working with clients and teaching them how to network, I said, this is what you do. Get there early when the organizers are setting up. You okay. start speaking to organizers. So yes. all that fear and everything is gone. The organizers get to know you so they can even start introducing you. And also when people come in and see you there, they'll maybe want to come and talk to you because they think you're a part of the whole thing. Oh, what a great idea that is. Yeah. Don't show That's up a late great idea. because yeah, when you show up late, everyone is talking, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you do? And you head straight to the food table. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You go to the food table because you're thinking, oh, no one is. You know, when they come to talk to me, when they come to get their food, I'll talk to them or they'll talk to me. No, right. <laughs> and it's like you have to something to do with your hands and something right. to like a barrier of some sort. Um, yeah. And I, I do hope that we get back to, uh, you know, networking in person that way again. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, don't slink into the room and go to the back. Arrive early. It works. It really yeah. works. Yeah. And if it's if you're going to a, a training session or a presentation, mm-hmm. again, don't sit in the back. Right. Sit right. in front. Okay. Yeah. Even in, I, I gave the example, as I said, for me, in a spin class at the gym, do yeah. not sit in front of me because there is no, <laughs> just no way. I want to be front and center in that's front of the funny. instructor. Yeah. In my classes, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be at the back. Because right. you get, 
you get distracted because you're looking at someone else. Yeah. So you're not getting everything out of it as well. So, so even if it do, makes you uncomfortable, just yes. do that. Go to that uncomfortable place because it doesn't last for a long time. Right. Right. It doesn't yeah. last. And eventually you get the courage to move forward. So, yeah. So it's just little things like that we should do. And um, take up space. <laughs> take up space. Do not slink. Do not walk into When you walk into a room... Make sure that it's like, oh, my God, who is she? She yeah. looks like she means action. <laughs> and, and can you dive a bit into what take up space? You're not saying come in and spread your things out all over the place. There's a, no. an, an, an energy take up space. It's an energy take up space. Yes. So you're walking in and taking up space simply means when you're walking in, you, you're walking in with confidence. Mm-hmm. So people expect things from you. And they notice you and they want to come and have a conversation with you. So even if you're a shy person yeah. and you go into a room with confidence, people come over and start talking. Right. Right. Because right. it's how, and you know, we're the colors that make you stand out. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know it's a joke, but black, gray, and I think brown or something like that. It's a Canadian color. All the but neutral. Yeah. All the neutrals, but don't like just anything, even a scarf, just something to make you stand out. Because just a little pop. You, yeah. Because you'd be surprised. Someone will come over and start complimenting you on, oh geez, I love your blouse. I love this. I love that. Right. Or something and break the ice, start the conversation. So yeah. that's what I mean. Like just take up space so people see you and notice you. And um Again, you know, the biggest piece is how you speak. And for instance, if you're in in the office and you're invited to a meeting, do not go without an agenda. If the person organizing the meeting doesn't have an agenda, ask them for the agenda. Even if it's your boss, don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Okay. They can't do anything because it gets you prepared for that meeting. So you can see the agenda items. And Mm -hmm. if you're a shy person, you can choose the one that you can speak about or speak on. Yeah. Right. Because you know what the agenda items are. So Mm -hmm. it's just be prepared depending on who you are. Know yourself. I think um, that's great. I heard that. I think it was Brene Brown who said that she always goes into a meeting with notes and she's been made fun of before. Like, oh, you have notes. And she'll just say, yes, I do. You don't. (laughs) <laughs> right. I'm exactly. prepared for exactly. this meeting are you not okay your problem yeah it, <laughs> no it's true though it's true because yeah. if you get agenda items what do you do you start look up whatever they're going to talk about so you have right. notes your own questions yeah and it's funny because I was coaching a doctor and I gave him the same thing mm-hmm. and um he was interning and he said whenever um they're doing their rounds Mm-hmm. He never knows what questions to ask. Okay. And I said to him, prepare in advance. Mm-hmm. You know the patients that you're going to be seeing. So prepare in advance and stand again front. I said, stand right beside the senior doctor that's going to be asking the questions. Right. And pick one or two questions that you can answer. And the moment he answers, you start speaking. Mm. And it worked. Love it. Of course it will. He came back and said, oh, my God. It works. I said, yeah, it can work. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor or whoever you are. Yeah. Wherever you go. So it's true. It's true about the questions. So okay. always be prepared. 
always be prepared. Yeah. So we can talk about, yeah, go ahead. We can be prepared and we can, um, how do you, we can start to practice how to speak and all of those things. How do you prepare yourself, um, I guess, energetically and internally, emotionally to drive that confidence and take up that space? Believe it or not, meditate. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> uh, okay. okay yeah. good, good. 100% your, I believe that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Set your intention, mm-hmm. what you want to get out of the meeting, what you're yes. taking to the meeting, and just meditate. Calm yourself down and just, yeah, clear your head. Okay. Because what I find when you start meditating, you actually, um, you start tapping into the people that are going to be at that meeting. Mm, okay. So when you actually arrive at the meeting and you see them, it's like you're, it's like you know who they are, and yeah, you, everything is just seems okay. It's like I know these people, yeah, and I know what I have to say and I know what I have to do, and it just flows, yeah. And then from there, when you feel so prepared, confidence just naturally comes to you. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. That's what I love it is. It. And part of it too, what we have to realize, depending, especially for work, um, we have to realize that our skills and our knowledge and our education build wisdom. Mm. Therefore, we have to move towards wisdom. And we have life experiences as well. Because when you start moving towards wisdom, you clear the clutter of all the things that you have learned. You have made it your own. So all the education that we have gotten, all the knowledge and the skills we have built, turn it into your own. Okay. Turn it into your own, how it will work for you. So, and that's part of being authentic as well. right? Because it's your unique. It yeah, it's your unique experiences. Nobody else has the wisdom that you do. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what it is as well. And once you, once you do that, when you get there, it's a lot easier as well, too. Because you're just sharing your wisdom. You're not saying, you know, this is the way. This is my wisdom. No. And you'd be surprised how well it works. Yeah. yeah. It's not about, yeah, it's not, there's a difference between confidence and cocky. Right. <laughs> and it's not right. to go in being cocky. It's to no, just no. be present and be just yourself, be I guess. And be yourself. Yeah. And I caught myself yeah. saying, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I don't guess. That is what my statement was. <laughs> right. It's, oh, yes. That's another big thing we do as women. Yeah. It's that we're saying a statement, but we lower our voice. When yeah. you lower your voice, it becomes a question. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Instead of so just person, making a statement, we're asking right. a question. Even though we know the answer to that question is our right. statement. And then then we'll have a bunch of men respond to it and then we'll leave the meeting upset. Oh, those guys. They were mansplaining things to me. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's what we do. We, yeah, you know, we say guess and all these things and okay and yeah. yeah. And it's like, don't do that because that means it's not okay what you just stated. So I'm going to explain it to you then. (laughs) And the other thing we do is too, is like when we get, and and like I explained to people, you know what? I understand this, why we do it. When we get upset, 
we raise our voice. Mm, we get emotion. The emotion starts. The sound of emotion comes through. Yes. Right. So we raise our voice. And immediately when you raise your voice, you've lost people. Right. Right. Because yeah. it's like, oh, God, she's no upset. And I said, she's crazy. We... <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Instantly. I'm being a black woman now. Yeah. Black woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's an additional layer on top of that. There's yeah. that additional layer. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and the thing is, is that I was explaining to a group, I said, it comes from that phrase, you know, women turn into mama bear mm. when they're upset. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that's where it's coming from. I don't know, because I don't have kids, so, so I don't have anyone right. to yell at. Yeah, neither do I. I, so I, can't. No <laughs> and neither I have a puppy, that's it. And you I hope you won't yell at your puppy. <laughs> oh, I do sometimes. I try not to, but I do. <laughs> it comes naturally for us. Yes. But when yes. you do that in a minute, you have lost everything. Yeah. So it's, it's, and they were saying, um, in order not to um, raise your voice, before you yes. start speaking, sing happy birthday. Oh, to yourself. Okay. okay. Even if it's something that upset you, and that's the thing, do we need to pause more? I was going to say that's taking a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that, you know, you even said, I hope you don't yell at your puppy, but it's, uh, I only do when I completely lost it. Um, But most of the time, if I almost lower the octave or the tone that I'm using with him, he suddenly pays attention. So it's that high pitch sort of sound is tuned out and it's um, sort of, just life reflecting back at you in, in some ways, right? So. Yeah, it is. No, it's true. It's true when you learn the tones to just say, pause, sing happy birthday, and yeah. then you speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. same tone that you used for happy birthday, that's how you speak. And I like what you said. It's true that the moment you do that, you get an audience. Mm-hmm. Yes, as opposed to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because you sound more assertive you sound more confident and calm yes when you're hysterical completely ineffective <laughs> and nobody want to deal with you anyway nobody <laughs> including your puppy does not want to deal with you and that's it <laughs> the puppy will just run and hide yeah well I, yeah i haven't reached the point where he's running yeah. and hiding but he'll just be like mm-hmm. <laughs> and kids will just say oh god mom is crazy like, yeah he's losing it again you know we're done yeah. yeah yeah so it's just little things like that if we are conscious of it's and it's not it's not changing who you are it's just mm-hmm. realizing some of the things that we do that's hampering our success yeah and it i mean it's not easy this is not easy things to do like when you're really stressed out there's a million things coming at you how do you then remember, okay, stop and sing happy birthday in my head. Like, how am I going to like, That's when, when you're that. feeling emotioned and heightened though, you have to almost force yourself to take that pause, yes, right? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in order to force yourself, you've got to own that emotion, right? Okay. You have to realize where you are and own the emotion. Mm-hmm. And just, just, and we're not very good at doing that because like you said, we just have too many things going on. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and that's where multitasking doesn't make a lot of sense right yeah it's one thing at a time and um yeah because if you just stop and think to yourself and i've you know i started practicing that a lot during COVID. okay because i had the time to practice it 
yeah. where I was doing one thing at a time. Like I'll mm. go to the fridge, take out one. I have two hands. I can handle two. I'll only take out two things. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah, it was the greatest thing. Yeah. You were getting so much done and you weren't losing your head by overthinking things or forgetting what you went for because you got so many things on your mind. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So it worked. It's like we just have too many things going on. But if we get upset and we realize we're upset, then we just kind of just take a deep breath. Just okay. come down and realize yeah. I'm upset right now. I'm not going to be able to do anything to so just take a deep breath. Yeah. I'm not going to be my best self now. So I need to take right. a pause. Yeah. That's it. That's okay. it. Because I, yeah. And be, you know, I learned somewhere that if you're not patient with others, that simply means you're not patient with yourself. Mm. Yeah. And yes. we are really guilty of not being patient with ourselves. Yes, Again, and setting very high yes. expectations for ourselves and then falling short of so-called perfectionism. And right. then just, but like, my inner critic can be vicious sometimes. Oof. And I, you know, I stop and I'm like, I would never in my life talk to any other human or being on this planet like that ever. <laughs> oh my God. So, it, you know, it can be... Stop. Yeah, yeah. And I had to do a lot of work, actually, to kind of reprogram yes, yes. that. And um, that's part of, you know, when you said you have to just recognize the emotion and feel it. Um, you can't just do that when you're in that heightened state, that meditation and that work that you have to do before, because yes. that can go deep deep into your psychology or childhood all of everything right all the thing yeah and even that and that teaches you how to go through everything mm -hmm. right that whole thing where you know everything is coming up with you in the meditation it yeah. teaches you that you have to go through it it's a friend of mine told me and every time something goes i always remember what she says she always says um out of darkness comes light mm. You're never in the dark forever. Yes. So just go to the dark because there's going to be light. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, that's the exactly thing is, it is moving mm -hmm. through it. Don't get moving stuck in it. it. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't, <laughs> don't get stuck. Keep moving. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it does. It moves you through. It really moves you through because, you know, the thing about it is, is that it doesn't matter. We all have something from our childhood. Of course. Yeah. Right? You know, I read somewhere where adult children spend their entire life on doing what their parents have done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Because we're all human like, at the end of the day. Everyone's going to make a mistake. Yeah. And there's a generation of parents out there yeah. where, you know, there were no books. Right. Nobody <laughs> you know, taught you how to, yeah. Oh, how to be a parent. Yeah. Right. So it yeah. was trial and error. And during those trial and error, like, God, we all suffer from something. Yeah, for sure. And for you, sure. Yeah. When you get to an age, you can't keep blaming your parents. Yes. Because we're now living in the 21st century where there's so many things available to us. 100%. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. We can't keep um, blaming them. Like, we've got to move through it. Yeah. And one of, like, I never really blamed my mother, to tell the truth. But my parents got married when they were really young. Okay. And, um, you know, they had my sister when they were 19. Okay. They had me when they were 24. That was too young. Come on. Yeah. Me <laughs> yeah. Agreed. 
you know, but my dad was 19. He was going 35. He had a plan. Yeah. He wanted two kids. He wanted this. He wanted that. Got, and this is how two life goddesses and let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's it. Where my yeah. mom at 19, she still wanted to go out and have fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they split up and, you know, yeah. and she said, she said, no, because I, I don't want this. And yeah. he said, well, I want the kids. And she said, oh, well. well you can have the kids. Well, that that was kind of her owning her own power, right? Like that. And it, it's exactly. like it wasn't her choice. I respected, I respected her for that. And I always said yeah. that. And by this time now, they're living in the UK. So she stayed in the UK and then he moved here. But his okay. school goddesses. His goddesses. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. And to be honest, though, he was a great dad. So he knew what Sounds he wanted like he at 19. He was amazing. He was my mentor, best friend. Oh. Like, you know, we could talk to him about anything. Oh, so it was great. Amazing. It wasn't bad. Yeah. So and I said to my mom when she moved here, because she yeah. wanted to be close to my sister's kids, or two sure. grandkids. And I said to yeah. her, I respect you for that. Mm-hmm. I said, I respect you because he was basically, you know, he was very well established for his age as well. Sure. At 19. Yeah. And um, she was just up and coming. And okay. I said, a lot of women would have stayed, but you didn't. You didn't stay. You respected yourself enough and you wanted better for yourself. Yeah. So I did. But at yeah. the same time, I was telling her this because I did respect her, but I didn't realize the effect of not having her around. Okay. okay. Until later in life, I re- realized that. But I just I worked through it. I just worked through it, man. I'm like, I know nothing is keeping me down. And what happened? <laughs> what happened that made you realize uh, what it um, what it was to not have her around? I, I I I realized that because I'm a very logical and pragmatic person, mm-hmm. so I focus more in my head than in my heart, and I needed sure. to balance it out, right? Because oh, logically, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Pragmatically, I solved it already. Yeah. You know what? I had a wonderful. So what's problem. the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. If she had me, I wouldn't have had such a great life. Right. Right. She couldn't yeah. afford the life that I had. So yeah. I like everything was good. And I can't. Oh, you know what? I think a lot of things. I started doing spiritual work years ago, but I'd start okay. and stop and start and stop. Mm-hmm. And then I started, I think around 2018, I started and I got more involved. Right. And COVID hit. So I continued because I had a lot more time. Nothing. Sure. Could <laughs> yeah. So in doing that, in going through all that process, that's when I, I realized I'm thinking to myself, but wait a second, this, this, it has affected me, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm just this independent person, just go ahead and do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And I realized, like, when she moved here, um, she was close to my older sister. One, because of who my sister was. She was more mild-mannered and, um, you know, more on the passive-aggressive side. Let's oh, okay. That okay. <laughs> right. Okay. And I was more assertive. So if I say something my mom didn't like, I just snap at her and let her have it. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and whereas my sister, she wouldn't say anything, then she'd complain to me. (laughs) Afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. And then because she also had the two kids, and my mom's main purpose was to be close to her grandkids. Right. Yeah. So then I realized, but wait a second, she does treat me differently. 
Mm. I, she, like, you know, she, like, why she treated me differently? So I went through all these things and then I realized what was going on, my meditation and everything else. So I wrote her a letter. Oh, nice. I wrote her a letter just explaining um, to her um, what's happening and okay. the reason for this letter. Yes. And um, she wasn't having it. Oh, really? <laughs> I said, Mom, it's really not really about you. She started making excuses. I oh, said, This is not really she got about defensive you. about it. I see. Yeah. Right. I said, mm-hmm. It's not about you. Don't you get it? This is about me. I don't want <laughs> yeah. this. I don't want this hanging <laughs> over my head. Right. And journaling and writing things down will release right. a lot. Release right? all that, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, No, that letter is not for you at all. It's my thoughts. Right. Yeah. And I'm expressing to you. Yeah. So I don't care how you really want to see. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I find it very me. interesting that you gave her the letter because a lot of times um, people are advised to like write letters to people or to themselves or whatever, but you don't actually give it to anybody. <laughs> Our listeners no. can see your face right now. That was very funny. You're like, oh, be ridiculous. No. Give it to the person. <laughs> I, I, I need this. I need to release this. Yeah. There's no way yeah. I want a nice, smooth existence. So yeah. I gave it to her. And yes. it's funny, I said to her, but I gave her, I said, do you want to read it now? Yeah. Or do you want to read it on your own? She said, no, she wanted to read it on her own. Oh, okay. what I wanted her to say. Good. That's good. Yeah. I said, no, no. I said, no, read it, but don't make any excuses. Ask me questions. Yeah. But no excuses because it's not about you. It's really about me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What I love about all of this is that you're doing all of these different things to make sure that you are caring for yourself. And I think as women we do not prioritize we self-care we, all the time no we don't we don't mm-hmm. and it's when you should say that because we look after the kids yeah. and then you know there's a sandwich generation looking after their parents yes um they're working they're mm-hmm. doing the grocery shopping they're mm-hmm. cooking they're driving the kids to sports they're doing this and they're doing that yeah and there are a lot of times too you know their husband will help but when he's tired, guess what he does? He relaxes. <laughs> Some. We're like not generalizing all. But no, but, I, but I, no I, I'm not generalizing. But a lot of time. And it's not that they relax and they'll continue to work again. Because they will get up to they help. take their moment. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And I, I use a joke. And I always use it. For years I've been using it. Even when it was in corporate. And I always says, you know, there we, the, the husband will go to work. The wife would go to work. They'll mm-hmm. travel together in the car and she goes to her office. He goes to his office. They'll travel home and he'll come home and sit down and you'll um, change out of the suit and relax for a few minutes on the sofa. She'll come in, she'll put her briefcase down and she'll sit in her suit and she'll start cooking. She'll start that. And then she'll become resentful because he's sitting down. Mm. And I would say she could have sat down as well. But we're just programmed. And I think a lot of us are programmed based on what we saw our mom did. Mm, and, yeah. you know, so we're programmed that we're we're female. We're supposed to have kids and take care of the house and take care of this <laughs> and take care of that. And yeah. No, we're not. We're supposed to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. There's just some and, guilt that's built in yeah. there a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a lot of guilt. And yeah. like, take care of yourself first because... Guess what? When you do take care of yourself, you have a lot more to give. 
Yeah. Yes. A, a yes. lot more. But yeah. I'm, I don't have kids. So I can yeah. say these things. But yes. I know for a fact that if I yeah. did, yeah. I know what I would do. Because I had my niece and nephew and we were very close. Yeah. In such a small family. I mentor a lot of kids. And they always mm-hmm. became part of my family. Oh. And um, they would come over and, you know, they had tea to the house and stuff like that. And they'd come over and um, they're and they bonded with my niece and nephew. And they'll sure. say, "Oh, can you do this or can?" I said, "No, I can't. Yeah, I don't have the time. Don't right have don't time have or capacity. I, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> like so, they'll Good go to my you. partner and they'll ask him, and he'll yeah. say yes. And they'll come back and complain. He'll drive them all over, and they'll come. I said, "I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you didn't take your moment. I did." <laughs> It was the funniest thing. I said, no. And then yeah. there are times I'll do it because I'm okay with doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it does yeah. what it is. And because no doesn't mean no, it means I can't do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because like yeah. you said, I love that. I'm taking my moment. So I yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, yeah, we, we feel very, very guilty about that. And yeah. And I just, it's a learned behavior. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it's learned. I think it's cultural. And I think it is also breakable. It's a habit that is is. breakable. Yeah. Yes. I believe it can be. It can be. Because um, if we don't, and the thing about it too, if we don't look after ourselves, who's going to look after us? 100%. Yeah. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you also look at it, um, women are having more heart attacks than we even hear about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the numbers have gone up yeah. like high blood pressure yeah you know because we're taking on way too much way too yeah. much and you don't even yeah. realize it before stress manifests manifests itself in your body right right mm-hmm. and they're saying a lot of diseases now it's stress related yeah. yeah 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 and it's um and that kind of brings in the you know we've talked about like the um professional approach the confidence the emotional yeah. side the meditation and then there is actually the physical side of things where you have to move your body you have to like the emotions will get locked in there and they need somewhere to go so this whole stagnant lifestyle that we have particularly during co- during covid oh, yeah. and i spend yeah. a lot of time staring at screen i know that in my day um you have to make the time to move. Yes, you do. You do. You do. It's, I'm glad you said that because, again, it comes back to the make, taking that time for yourself. Yes. You have to know what do you like to do. Like, I love going to the gym. Mm. I go Great. every day. <laughs> and oh, good course. for you. Wow, every day. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Because, you know, for me, I know if I don't go to the gym first thing in the morning, jeez, mm-hmm. my day is it's not going to be the same. It's not a good day. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. So even in corporate, I'll go first thing in the morning. Yeah. Before I start work, I'll I'll go to the office early, and mm-hmm. then I'll leave and go to the gym, and then I'll come back. Okay. And then I'll do half my workout in the morning and half my workout in the evening. Right. Just so I get my workout in. I remember for a while there, I wasn't going in the morning, and someone who reported to me came and he said to me, "I'll never forget." He said, "Geez, you haven't been going to the gym in the mornings, have you?" And he said, "No." He goes. Please start going. <laughs> Do me a favor and go to the gym for God's sake. Gym, right? <laughs> Since then, no. Unless I decide not to go, 
I don't make anything stop me. Okay. During COVID, I worked out in the basement first thing in the morning as if I was going to work. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd get up, I'd finish, and then I'd start work. But yeah, because I realized I need it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the things that we have to do. We have to realize if you love to walk, mm-hmm. you know, find time in your day when you can walk. Walk yeah. in the lunch hour then. Right? Yeah. If you drop yeah. the kids somewhere and you have to pick them up, don't sit around waiting. No, like, walk around. Walk. Yeah. walk around. So it's just, yeah, like you said, move the body. Find a way to move the body because that's what you love. Right? Yeah. And yeah. 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 And when you, you have you, to. when you start doing things that you love, throughout the day it, it just the whole your whole mental state and the attitude changes and you just become so much more thankful for everything and yeah you're so much more pleasant you're pleasant <laughs> you don't have people asking you to please go to the gym <laughs> no you really do because my days are good because yeah. I always oh yeah, I have a good day because I go to yeah. the gym, I socialize and because I go first thing in the morning the gym opened at five, non-COVID, oh, right? And yeah. there's just a handful of people there at five. So you figure mm-hmm. the people at five o'clock at the gym that they're like-minded people and they're good yes. people. Yes. So you're in this gym with people who are thinking the same as you do and you have great conversations. You socialize. Yes. When you get out, you feel alive, mm. right? So whatever you're doing, meeting clients, whatever, they feed off your energy because you're so happy and feeling so good. All because I, I went to the gym. Yeah. I feel like this is almost full circle in the conversation because it's somewhat similar to going and sitting in the front and being there early and finding exactly. people to connect with that are like you. And then this whole confidence and energy changes. Yes. You know what? <laughs> You're so right. It's, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's a full circle moment right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. right. So the gym, you build up your confidence. You feel good about yourself. You yeah. look great. You yeah. go to your meeting in the evening. You still have that going on. Right. Right. So there's so many things that I think what you've taught us and what I've learned today is there's so many things you can inject into your own life um, that will help you get more connected with who you are, will help you build that confidence and that attitude and just Stand in your goddess power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The end because, of the day. Yeah. Because when you find it, when you when you find it, it's it's very calming, believe it or not. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But you just you you have a look about you yes. that just says different. I've got it going on. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, and that's what it is. And and you know, the power is not like you're walking around like superwoman or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very calm. I like I like that you use the word calm because it is a very just yes. calm confidence, and you can tell when you're yes. in a room or even on screen with people who has it and who doesn't. Yeah, it's just it's true. It's just you're calm, you're okay, you don't and you don't get bent out of shape for just the slightest little thing. Someone says mm-hmm. something and you interpret it the wrong way and you're flying off. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't. You don't yeah. at all. And and that's what the whole goddess thing is all about. Because the thing about it is that we have certain um character about us as women. Yeah. Right? Like silent throwing is golden. 
Mm-hmm. And silenced woman is also very powerful. Mm. And if we practice that, which I do, because I use it on my partner, I said, you don't want me silent. Because silent <laughs> It's not good because yeah. when a woman is silent, it's not good because that means she's calm. She's really calm. Mm. So she's not going to fly off. And, you know, like what we talked about and her voice is not going to be raised because right. she's just in control of who she is. Yeah. And that's yeah. What it is. And I think that's where we sort of lose it sometimes and why men don't take us seriously. And the kids don't take us seriously. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we're just, we're, just going crazy yeah yeah and that's when you know you've just it's too much you've taken on too much you're expecting too much and you just need to come back get grounded again and get grounded and that's exactly what it is it's just come back get grounded and that's what it's that's what it means to stand in your goddess power and and also um, the other part to it as well too is energetically we're all connected yes and energy doesn't mean, um, you know, you're different from the other person. Uh-uh. And we have the masculine energy and we have the feminine energy. Uh-huh. And having masculine energy as a female, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But what we have to do is learn to balance it. Right. There's a lot of men with feminine energy. It yep. doesn't mean that they're gay. Uh-huh. In fact, having a man who with feminine energy, they understand women a lot more. They're yeah. softer. But when it's time to exude power, they do. But when they exude power, it's never big and boisterous either. Yeah. It's always more authoritative and they gain a lot of respect. Yeah. And so I think there's, we, there's such a spectrum of it too, right? Like yes. it's um, across all sexual preferences and everything else. Like there's just... Right everyone has a mix of this masculine and feminine yes we do yeah we do and it's it's learning to balance it and and you know but i don't think we we do that we get to the point as women a lot of times is that especially when we've climbed the corporate ladder we want to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. we just get all that masculine energy up all the time because we want to prove that we're one of the boys but you never will be one of the boys right right and you know, you, you may not want to be. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. 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 So it's really balancing that energy, which is really important. Mm-hmm. It's balancing the energy just, and it comes back to knowing who you are, recognizing yes. that, yes, I do have masculine energy, so that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So you have to learn to balance and, it. And embracing everything about yourself. Everything, yes. no matter who you are, what you do, where you're from, what your preferences are, all of these yes. things, you have yes. to love yourself, right? Yes, you do. Yeah, because I know for a fact I have masculine energy. Mm. And all my ga- guy friends, they know that too. You're right. Say, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I just love, I'm a girly girl, but I just love dressing in skirts and dresses. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. But even dressed like that, my masculine energy can come out and I'm cool. And that's okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, so there's nothing wrong with it at all. So, but those are the little things we have to realize and embrace. Yeah. Once we start embracing and learning to balance things, that's where um, we are our authentic self. Mm -hmm. And that's when we realize our power is even stronger than we anticipated. Yeah. I love it. Yes. 
discovering your power is stronger than you anticipated is that will be a pretty profound moment when you get to that well yeah it, it will be it will be because we are um we realize how many things that we can do when we just stop trying to prove that we're superwoman. <laughs> yeah. And we can do so much more by yeah. just being in control of who we are and being in touch with who we are and what we do and how we function, how we yeah. show up in society. Yeah. 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 And focusing on what you were put on this planet to do. Yes. Yes. And it's sometimes hard to discover, but when you get yeah, there, you get there. Lot, yeah, it takes a lot of work. So yeah, yeah you are correct. Yeah, yeah, it does. Some people yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Instinctually yeah. and some people. Yeah, some people know right off the bat. And that's but okay. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Well, there has been so much information and so much to learn uh, from you today. Before we wrap things up, do you have any words of wisdom you would like to share or anything else that you think our listeners should pay attention um, to yeah you know one of the things um you know that is dear to my heart is mentoring and oh, i yeah. use this in part of my talk for women's day as well too mm-hmm. it's, it's that we need to bring more women along yeah um and i get it that a lot of times you have made it to the corporate table you have climbed mm-hmm. that ladder in your high heels and you've made it mm-hmm. and you're afraid to bring anyone along because they might be smarter or they're not going to be as smart and it, you're mm-hmm. going to look silly because you brought this person up. But by mentoring, you don't have to worry about that. Right. But we should be bringing people along because it's the 21st century and we haven't come that far to tell the truth as women. Mm-hmm. You know, during COVID, um, Around the world, $800 billion is actually lost in the economy around the world that women were bringing in. That's yeah. how many women that had to leave uh, mm-hmm. corporate because mm-hmm. the frontline workers are still working. That's how yeah. many women who had to leave. So yeah. here again is our power. $800 billion is a lot of money. Yeah. And that affects everybody. The kids, households who needed two incomes are now affected, right? Yeah. So if you're mentoring women to bring them along, look look at the power we have, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that power because it's easy for them to get rid of us out of the workforce as women. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you go home, take the kids, or we elect to come out of the workforce. Right. No one stopped to look at the 800 billions we were bringing in and how right. it can affect family. So it's, it's realizing that we do have that power, but with that power, we need to spread it out. Like bring each other along. Yeah. Bring each other along. So mentoring for me is so important. Oh, because I love I've that. done a lot of mentoring over the years, mm-hmm. a lot. And um, I took a break and I started again because I really do miss it. Yeah. 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 Because that's amazing it's a two-way street. You, you learn from each other so oh, yeah. 100%. So yeah 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 mentoring definitely that's one and two is um be your authentic unique self mm-hmm. don't try to be anyone else and as so many we do we do yeah. <laughs> especially now with social media oh my oh, god oh dear yeah right 
Yeah. Be your authentic self. Just be your authentic self. And one other thing I love to talk about is as women, we're very critical of other women. Mm. And we really mm -hmm. need to try and stop doing that. Yeah. And figure out where that that always comes from your own insecurity. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's being self-aware to realize that and think to yourself, where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. What is it about me that, what is it about that person that is affecting me? Because right. it's not about the person, it's about you. So just, just that self-awareness. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. no, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Even with yeah. jealousy, it doesn't matter what. There's something that person is mirroring for you. Yes. So, because once we start doing that too, we'll be able to learn a lot more from each other. And, you know, it's, I know I shouldn't use this term, because it's so not that I know it's a 21st century term, but it's not a term we should be using. Tribe. Oh, yeah. Find yeah. in your tribe. It's mm -hmm. not really a word in, for us. In the here. context of what you're saying, yes, I understand. Yes. 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 <laughs> but I'm going to use it anyway. Yes. And also, too, it's this is how you're also able to find, quote unquote, your tribe. But mm -hmm. what it boils down to is find the people who, um, bring you joy yeah you're on the same wavelength um you know you share, share the same values mm -hmm. so that, and you can only do that when you find your authentic self sure and not being like that person over there so yeah. that's my word of wisdom to leave everyone. i love it i love it and i love that you're talking about mentorship and passing it on because I think you have mentored in a way and taught a lot of our listeners so much today. So thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing your wisdom. And we'll put the challenge out there to all of our listeners as you start to stand in your goddess power, then pay it forward and share that with, share those lessons with someone else. Right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Amazing. This was very, this was a lot of fun. So thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I had a blast. Yeah, it was great. With you. <laughs> yeah. Likewise. It was Amazing. fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs>